Let's get chilly. Hello and welcome back to Let's Chill, the official, unofficial Minnesota Wind Chill, Minnesota Strike Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Jay. And I'm Kane. And today we are joined once again by Ben Feldman to preview uh, the playoffs, especially with the upcoming uh, Indy Alley Cats game. Ben, how's it going? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me back on. I'm excited. Uh, big game coming up this week. Yeah, one of one of the biggest games probably of the Winchell history uh, up to this point. Um, you know, I think this whole episode is going to be basically about that. So let's just start with an easy one. Like, how is the team feeling uh, hosting this Central Division Championship game against the Alley Cats next Saturday? Yeah, I think everyone's pretty fired up and pumped up. Uh, you know, been wanting to host this game. It's always the goal is you get the one seed and have the opportunity to um, – you know, punch a ticket championship weekend. And after a couple, you know, tough games on the road the last two years, um, you know, I think uh, the ability to host this game, um, which, you know, we've been in, we've had that experience. A lot of our guys are still on the team who played in those games. And uh, it's nice to maybe to host on, on home turf uh, finally for the first time and, and hopefully uh, helps result in a better outcome, you know, to what we faced the last two years. Absolutely. Yeah. We were talking about how that home field advantage is going to be a different vibe for sure. And not only that, but it's the fact that we have Indy up against us rather than Chicago, who we fell to the last two years. So with Indy coming to Minnesota, how do we feel about that matchup better or worse than Chicago? Yeah. I mean, uh, Indy's a really, Indy's a really good team. We've, uh, despite having quite a bit of success, you know, uh, uh, historically going back, you know, the last couple of seasons, we've had a lot of really tight and close games. And, and honestly, they, 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 uh, you know, on their home turf, they, uh, had the opportunity to oust us from the playoffs back in what was that 2018, um, uh, which was a stinger travel all the way down to Indy for that one. So, um, it's nice to host this game on home turf, uh, you know, Chicago, Indy, whoever it was going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough game. And, you know, Indy, their strength is, their guys and their team been playing together for a really long time. Um, their return, you know, returning core offensive line is really solid. And, you know, they have a lot of athletes and size that is kind of paired up with the team now. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's a good challenge and they're a great team. So, um, yeah, we're excited, excited for the game on Saturday. Did you like have a preference? I mean, maybe you don't want to say this on the pod. Like, did you have a preference of Chicago or Indy, uh, facing you guys? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think there, you know, we uh, a little bit of it feels like unfinished business against the Chicago group. I think, unfortunately, they didn't really have the core of their roster um, for a lot of their games this year, um, a lot of their talent. And, um, you know, they unfortunately didn't really pull together some of those pieces for the playoff game either. So whoever we were facing, I think uh, there's still a, a bit of unfinished business, a little bit uh, with Chicago that we'll maybe have to wait another season. But, um, uh, you know, we're uh, – you know, our goal is getting a championship weekend. I, I like our chances against Indy. Our team's confident against them. And, you know, um, this is the first time, knock on wood, I think we made it through the weekend uh, without any new injuries. I haven't talked to all the guys who are up in Colorado. We had uh, 12 or 20 um, playing the club tournament, as did a lot of other teams playing in the UDL playoffs this weekend. Um, uh, but uh, um, this is the first time all year I think we're going to have it our, our entire um, availability and it's probably the first time we put this active 20 together. It's a, you know, that's, uh, our offensive line and even some of our defensive pieces. So 
um, hopefully coming together at the right time, fully healthy, which we haven't had the ability to do the last couple of years and uh, always had some injuries plaguing us. So uh, thankful for that and uh, hopefully peaking at the right time here to get the job done. Yeah, that's really good to hear. That kind of so that relates to another question we had. Um, for for playoffs in general and specifically championship weekend, because that's like a two two games in a weekend possibly, but just in general, do you set the same 20 for the whole playoffs? Do you get like 25 or anything, any extras, or how does that work? Yes, the playoff eligibility roster is 30, um, which is set has been was set several weeks ago, um, is the eligibility. So for us, I mean, we don't have many more than 20 contracted players. Um, I mean, we do, we do, but some of those were practice players who were called up for specific games and things like that. So uh, we set that 30, they're the eligible group for the playoffs, and then we pair down to 20 for the, for each game. Um, our roster for championship weekend, if we make it, could look different on Friday than it is on Saturday, and it could look completely different than what it is, uh, obviously, for this weekend. So, um, uh, yeah, we do have a um, – there is more flexibility there in the group that we'll send out on this Saturday – uh, you know, we'll have another, if we are fortunate enough to qualify, we'll have another couple of weeks of practice and things. And uh, hopefully not another couple of weeks to get hurt or have injuries, but uh, you know, there's always things that come up, right. Illness, injury, others. So um, it was some of the toughest decisions we had to make for uh, our roster this weekend and which will come out here in a, in a couple of days. Um, but uh, yeah, good problem to have, I guess, but you, you know, you wish you give everyone an opportunity to play in a game like this and uh uh, we're splitting hairs. It's really coming down to our coaching staff and leadership does a good job of analyzing matchups and, uh, you know, figuring out what the right complexion of players is for the game. So um, some tough decisions, but like I said, we're, yeah, we're really excited for Saturday. So um, yeah. Awesome. So you mentioned that you have that roster ready, ready to go. So when did you like, how, how long have you been building that roster for, you know, how long have you been looking at it? How long have you been, deciding because you guys said you had 30 eligible players for weeks how long have you been choosing this 20 yeah you know we've had this is the first time ever we've had the fortune of having this much time to prepare for a playoff game we've never got the buy um granted the buy wasn't always a thing it was just originally at some point it was just two teams um i'm trying to think of for uh trying to think back if there was always the two three game how long that's been going on for but um yeah, we've never had a playoff buy. So this is the most prep time we've ever had for a playoff game in franchise history. There's no doubt there. I mean, like what, three, three full weeks of practice following that Detroit game. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, we, we set a roster this, this past week, um, following our practice. We want to be able to, we'll, we'll use that this week at, on, you know, our Tuesday night to work through lines and really structure our group in a way that gets our active guys, um, you know, pulled together. Typically we're using that as, an opportunity to to analyze who's who's the right fit for the roster on Saturday. In this situation, we're going to use it to optimize um, and really prepare for Saturday. We've fortunately had have a lot of time to to get ready for this one, so um, yeah, a little bit different. But uh, yeah, we'll have everyone there. You know, whether it's uh, you know 21, 22, 23, next man up. We've had injuries before; people sick or not ready to go. So it'll be a full team effort. Whether the active twenty, the reserves, people on the sideline, our practice players, coaches, fans. Um, you know, it's going to take a whole collective effort to get the job done on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're chomping at the bit that's for sure. So, uh, going, looking at, at the Alley Cats a little bit and analyzing like their gameplay, um, you know, I think this is talked about a lot and maybe this is a boring question, but I don't know. I think it, it's really relevant, especially at Seafoam. 
the majority of their seasons played indoors. Um, you know, a lot of those games, their their completion percentage and a lot of their opponents' completions percentage always skyrocket, right? Like the Minnesota Winchell like held the disc, like probably one of their best games when they face Indy indoors. How do you think that gameplay, especially the Alley Cats, because they're more used to indoors, how do you think that's going to translate uh, to see foam? And like, do you ever notice like a different kind of matchup or approach when you play indoors against them versus outdoors or at Seafoam? Yeah, I mean, there's no question. It's, it takes some adjusting and adapting. I mean, we play arguably probably in the windiest venue, um, you know, uh, consistently windy venue from what I hear across the league. Um, you know, and for, I haven't necessarily always seen that as a strength of ours, but I think for whatever this reason with some of the throwers and talent, like I think we, we maybe crave those conditions a little bit this year. It probably helps us um, with some of our defensive strategy sets and strengths that we have. But it's hard to, whether you play indoors or not, it's hard to come in, you know, to a, to a venue like ours with our fans and uh, perform in those conditions. It's a little bit wonky and crazy. And, um, you know, so, uh, you know, whether it's windy or not on Saturday, I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a little bit different. I think Indy, those guys are a talented group of, of players, you know, it's, um, uh, you know, their, their extra offensive line is extremely effective indoors. And like I said, I think their defensive conversion is one of the best in the league as well. You look at ours, it's like, well, our goals allowed and, and uh blocks and whatever it might be like our stats are padded a little bit too because we play in windy conditions right but our o-line numbers aren't, aren't that great right because we're the o-line's suffering through that as well so uh it's a give and take um data's a little bit uh skewed obviously based on your home venue and things like that but um you know they're gonna be ready they uh we maybe caught them a little bit off guard um in those windy conditions on saturday you know they've had film they've had footage they're working hard they, they have a good group of coaches they're gonna come ready and prepared and I said, whether it's no wind or 15 mile per hour winds, you know, we're expecting they're going to, they're probably going to perform better than they did last time up here when they struggled. And uh, we got to be ready for that. So we got to, we got to step up, be even better, counter that. And, uh, uh, you know, I have a lot of comments in our coaches, our strategy and adjustments we're going to make as well to, um, to be even better than we were before. Yeah, obviously we're looking forward to see how the team pieces that together. It's uh, interesting to see, what practices look like in the postseason to me. Uh, are you about the same intensity? Does the schedule change at all? Or are you guys keeping it pretty consistent from what the regular season looked like? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, we got this much, but we've, you know, we've worked on some very specific, like new strategies and things that we're hopefully going to be able to leverage, um, you know, Saturday or further into the playoffs. So we've tried to expand on new things that we haven't been doing. So it's not the same thing over and over again. When you're playing the same opponents, multiple times every season and film study, um, you know, we're, we're looking for new ways and things to add on and later that would make us better. Um, and not just this year, but beyond. So um, there's new things we've been focusing on as a team to keep people engaged. Um, you know, we uh, unfortunately only practice once a week. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a limited amount of time. A lot of these guys are also getting some competitive reps, their club teams, which thankfully for us, a lot of guys play together. So, our players are interacting with each other more than one night a week, which is great. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's a little bit weird having three weeks of time. So coaching group has had the opportunity to go back and revisit some things we've struggled with situational stuff, um, whether it's red zone related or end of quarter related. Um, you know, there's some nice things we been able to work through, which uh, and really break down that we maybe, you know, didn't have the opportunity to spend as much time on um, during the regular season when we're, 
we're clipping away a game every weekend and, uh, you know, your games are a big part of your practice, right? So um, sometimes hard to do some of that stuff in a, in a game environment. Looking at these last few seasons and specifically last year, Chicago went really far and did really well. Um, and it was kind of always like the thorn in the side of Minnesota. It felt like, so how does it, how does it feel for you personally as the coach, but also like for the team in general to like see Chicago not doing as well this year? Does that make you, how does that, how does it make you guys feel? Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. I mean, part of it is, you know, we want to win the division and, and, you know, beach, you know, get to championship weekend and all that. But a lot of the, for our guys, we also want to play extremely competitive games. So, um, you know, Chicago this season had a lot of roster inconsistency. There's a lot of talent on the roster, but maybe they didn't have it pieced together for every game. So, um, you know, we, we want to play against the best to be the best. Um, you know, you saw that in our schedule design to go out and play Colorado. We want to be, be challenged and help the team improve. Cause when it comes to these big games and moments, you, you want to be performing, you're going to lean on all the experience that you've gathered. So, um, the more competitive and the better the teams are in our division, the more engaged our players are going to be, the more engaged our fans are going to be. Um, so, so we're all about having that talent. Um, you know, like, yeah, Chicago's has had our number the last couple of seasons for sure. Um, you know, we've, we've gotten them back a little bit, but, uh, you know, this season it's been nice to, uh, nice to, to take care of businesses home, which we had hoped and expected, but, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, our time will come to face off against that group again next year, but, uh, um, you know, we're focused on one thing alone, and that's winning this game Saturday. Whoever's coming, it's going to be Indy. Um, focus on beating them. And uh, so Chicago's in the rear view mirror, thankfully. And, uh, you know, it's uh, Indies are in the right to come play us. So we're excited for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you you mentioned going back a little bit to like the practice and stuff like. Um, you you had you called out red zone conversion and, and and a quarter place, and maybe that was just like some examples you were using, but. Is there anything else in particular that you like that that you know the team really needs to nail down if they want to win against Indy or again go deep into the playoffs? Like what what would you say right now is maybe the team's weakest spot or their their biggest opportunity to improve? Yeah, I mean it's no question that we have the most opportunity for this statistically speaking to improve on our on the offensive side of the ball. You know, uh, we've converted well, we're getting blocks, and even our offensive group knows. You know, we've had a lot of inconsistency on our offensive group. Um, this is the first game we're going to have like all of our I would say our our planned pieces together. Um, they've been we've been practicing a little bit, and we've had all but maybe one here and there. But um, you know, last couple seasons are. You know, it's tough to play at Seafoam with the win, but we know um, our offense is extremely talented, just a matter of them putting it together. So, um, you know, we have one of the best defenses in the league. We can lean on that. Um, but we're excited because I think our offensive group is going to be ready to play. They're going to come to play on Saturday, and uh, there's so much upside there that uh, any small game that we have with offensive conversion is just a massive boost. So those guys are ready for the challenge. We're happy and excited to have everyone healthy and um, uh yeah, those guys. I'm excited to see those guys get at, get after it on Saturday. So, is there a balance of kind of looking into the past uh, prior to this season versus keeping what's consistent to this season? So, like uh, for example, Abe, Abe Coffin on offense versus defense, or even Colin Barry has played you know a lot of offense this season compared to uh, prior seasons. Are you? considering those like positions and their familiarity in their career versus like this year, they've been more 
in like different roles? Does that, does that question make sense? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're, it's always bouncing. We, you know, uh, yeah. What combination of players is going to make the most sense with that unit? Um, you know, who, who, who can we maybe cross over? That's going to be valuable. Um, you know, some of our players may be more offensively focused and gifted versus defensively. So it's, it's figuring out, uh, who works well together. Um, where can we put our talent that's going to make the most effective and, uh, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, we we tr we're trying to stack as much talent as we can and experience on that offensive line, and um, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, we got a bunch of of great guys over there. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. I think we've tried some different combinations of players, um, and uh, you know, the the not the rotation of players that go out there on Saturday, whoever it is, um, are going to be ready to game, and a lot of them cutting and playing together for a really long time. So. Um, it's going to be great and I'm excited for it. Yeah. I mean, we've talked, uh, at least on this podcast and in our articles that like a lot of the players can be kind of pieced in just about anywhere as needed. And, you know, they find a way to, to help the team, whether it's directly with this huge layout or indirectly with some defensive pressure downfield, anything. So it's been pretty, pretty cool to see the flexibility of the team and how they adapt to each situation. Absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, piecing together this team, piecing together this offense, and you finally have all the things, all the pieces you want for this weekend. So if you if you can say, who is the starting seven for your O-line this weekend? If you can say, if you can't, that's okay. I don't know if I can give you any leaks here. I mean, you guys, uh, I think you guys know the the three or four handlers that have been playing offense for us over the past several seasons, right? Or, or, or this, the course of the season, right? We've had injury here. Their eight was out a little bit. You know, Will Brandt was out early in the season, um, you know, and uh, hopefully have both of those guys now healthy for Saturday. So, um, you know, our backfield four have been, have been there. and There's no real changes, that, um, um, you know, on the offensive side of things. Like the guys have been rotating in and out. The biggest thing is just some of the guys have been able to play in, um, in that unit, you know, with everyone available. We had to make some really tough decisions for the active 20 this weekend. So, um, uh, you know, we wish there's – uh, more than 20 people who deserve to be on this roster for sure. Um, uh, there's no question there. Guys who've been core anchors for us all season playing in a ton of games. And uh, um, yeah, so I won't give you the specific seven, but you can probably have a pretty good guess of what that's going to look like uh, once you see our or I think our, I don't know if our 30s, uh, probably not listed yet, but uh, I don't think there'll be any surprises for you guys there uh, when you look at the names. Right. Well, that, that's a good problem to have. I know at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of absences and a lot of players leaving here and there, and then a bunch of injuries came out. And so I remember, at least on the three of us, feeling a little bit hesitant and a little bit inconsistent with the roster. So how has it been for you as a coach to see this team kind of piece itself together throughout the season, uh, suffer a couple of big losses, that one in Colorado, and then grow as a team how has that been for you as a coach and what has been driving that yeah i mean it's uh it's it was nice to the goal was to get the one seed we got that job done um had a couple bumps along the road which is a good thing um there's a lot of things we learned about our team from playing in colorado um and, you know some of the stuff that they ran against us um that we hadn't seen before so um helped us grow and if we're fortunate like i said to get to championship weekend won't be colorado but um, there's different things that we've, we're going to see from other opponents that, uh, you know, doing those cross-divisional games helps prepare you for those moments. Um, 
so yeah, uh, I think those bumps were helpful and and necessary. We had some challenging games against Madison, you know, uh, both at home and on the road. Those big game moments in front of, front of crowds is what's going to develop our young players and make them effective in those high pressure moments. So really thankful for those opportunities that we got. And um, uh, yeah, uh, it feels good to be ten and two. My expectation was that we would be doing that going into the season with the roster that we had, and uh, you know a lot of our blossoming young talent has been really effective too. So um, again, it all comes down the 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 uh the board is swept now or clean clean clear it comes down to everyone zero and zero it's just one game here that's all it takes and uh um you know um it's a big game there's a lot on Saturday for us as a team as a business um you know with championship week in our backyard I mean uh you know big boys are gonna have to come out on Saturday to get the job done and uh I think they're ready for it so um we've been yeah they're chomping at the bit and we've had some harsh losses the last couple couple seasons and some of our veterans I think are going to be um won't be won't be showed of any motivation on Saturday I can tell you that much heck yeah love to hear that um okay this is kind of related and I don't want to jump too far ahead of championship weekend but I'm just kind of curious like with that loss in Colorado and like that that experience that you had that's by no means invaluable right that's probably one of the most valuable games you played all season um if you do make it a championship weekend or just in general, any team going, how would you prepare for that matchup where you're not playing any familiar teams at that point, right? Like you can prepare for Indy, you know, their roster, you know how to theoretically defend Cam Brock and, you know, you can, you can prepare for that. How do you even begin to prepare for playing teams you've never even seen before? Yeah. You know, I think uh, a lot of teams in contention, you know, our leadership already has watched in a decent amount of film on them, not just not because we're expecting to play them, because they're doing a lot of things that we uh, either are interested in or curious about to see what types of strategies and sets they're doing. I think a lot of teams are probably um, doing the same. So, you know, uh, Atlanta Hustle played against Indy. So uh, we've, we've reviewed that game and watched that quite a bit, seen some of the stuff that they do. Um, there's some elements of New York and their defensive style and what they're doing and obviously being champions uh you know um there's a lot of some film study that happens there uh, for sure as well so we uh um we'll definitely would be turning the page next week if we are, take care of business on saturday do that you know in a much deeper level down to player personnel and things but um everyone's everyone's watching footage um uh you know and uh um so it won't be the first time we watch a lot of those games leadership we you know the best teams in the league we um you know, those big games, Colorado, Salt Lake, the Empire and Breeze. I mean, we're all tuning into those and taking notes and things. So, and obviously we know a lot of the players on those teams, whether they've been ex windchill or, or prior, t- prior teammates or uh, just on the windchill last year. Right. Um, so um, there's some familiarity there, um, some team more than others, but uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of, of time that, that is set aside to hopefully go in depth, you know, next week, if we're fortunate to qualify uh, to prepare ourselves for what that game would be. So let's get your predictions. Who are going to be, who do you think with a four in Egan? Oh man. Well, uh, I'll start with us. I, I have confidence yep. in our group to get the <laughs> job done. So we'll, we'll set that one aside. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 uh, all, all the one seeds are pretty talented. I think uh, Vegas would tell you that the probability of all the one seeds making championship weekend is probably pretty low. If you're a betting man, um, I obviously, uh, not a betting man on, on this one, but uh, yeah, if I was or I could, um, 
you know, uh, I think it's unlikely that all the ones hold. I think there's a decent amount of parity and some competitive teams. So uh, I don't know which one, which uh, who will drop. Hopefully it's not us, but uh, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. Um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch. Um, yeah. I'm here curious to hear you guys, your, uh, your perspective though. Man, I mean, after that aviator summit upset, like, I don't know what's left and right anymore. Like, I, I don't know. I never saw that coming. Maybe you guys, well, Kane, Kane actually predicted it, but I, I did predict that. Yeah. I got all the one seeds going, but also, like you said, I feel like it really can be a toss up with most of them. I just, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I think my hot take is if any one seed's not going to make it, it's probably the empire. I think the Breeze have have it out for them. I think they're they're sick and tired of them. So it's my hot take. You know, I don't think I want I want the Empire to fall so bad. If they do, it's going to be a championship weekend. I don't think this year's Breeze. I think they were built for it, but I don't know if I don't know. But just watching them play this year, I don't think they're going to do it this year. I want them to, but I don't know if it'll happen. So. Yeah, I guess I'll say the boring answer too, and I'll say the one seeds, but I could see the South Division being upset. Yeah, Austin's a good team. It's hard. They obviously haven't played a ton of volume against the other side of the division, um, staying yeah. in Texas for the majority of their games, but um, I think they ride momentum well, and if uh, a couple of their guys are performing at a really high level. Um, and, you know, Atlanta's looking for their first birth, too. So we're like us uh, and like everyone, there's a lot of people going through that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure. So you got to perform in that. And uh, I think that game, uh, first time attendee, right, Austin, Atlanta, uh, no matter what, someone's going to championship weekend for the first time ever. And uh, um, so, yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting one. It feels like it was like, the, yeah, uh, that one to me feels like uh, most uncertainty. Um two really explosive good teams and uh um yeah we'll be curious to see what happens so all sure. right i have one more question okay. are you or is anyone on the team superstitious and if so what are people doing to kind of get that ready for the indie game here oh man um yeah i don't i don't think so I was th- I was thinking about uh, who was it our was it the indie game or I can't remember. Uh, I usually do a lot of talking to the team before the game, you know the the hype up the team or vocal, and I can't remember. I think it was the indie game, which I would say it was the big game of the year on seven nine, and like for that game, uh, like I literally didn't even say anything. I I don't know if I was late or I just didn't, but I like didn't even say say anything pregame in the huddle and. Um, we came out pretty. Maybe it was the Chicago game, but maybe that's when I went superstitious. Like maybe I just need to stop talking. Like the last game we had wasn't the Detroit game. It was either Indy or Chicago. We just came out flaming hot, and I'm like, all right, maybe I just need to stop talking. Like maybe I'm a problem here. The slow start. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll just keep my mouth shut. Uh, the ultimate that, problem, but uh, but yeah, was that the game that you were dancing at, or? That was uh no, that was in Madison. The clip that you you saw of uh, me dancing yeah. was uh, yeah because maybe you need to just do a pregame dance instead. Yeah, I think that that's effective. The, the clipboard <laughs> break has been a popular one, but uh, that's usually promote provoked. And once when the clipboard breaks, most well, there's games we've lost for sure, but it's been positive thus far. Times it's broken um, this year, so 
Um, I don't know that. Hopefully I won't be busting on any broken clipboards this weekend. That means we're probably in a pretty good spot, but if it gets <laughs> dire enough, you might see it happen. What, what's, your average, oh, what's your average clipboards per season? <laughs> you know, I got, uh, I've gotten like 12 packs on Amazon. Um, they're like a dollar 50 a piece or something. So, and the funny thing is for game operations sake, like, you know, the P I always like printing off stuff for game day, like the PA script and like other activation stuff and scripts. So I bring a bunch of clipboards and I bring some typically for the other coaches. Sometimes we just are printing stuff. So like I leak clipboards, not only because I break them, but because like my PA, I just was talking to him. He's like, yeah, I got, a, I got a stash of 10 at my house. So I was like, doing going to do something creative and like giving them back to you. But like every game I, I have a script and a clipboard up there and I never get it back. So I just leak them, but I literally have a box of clipboards in the back of my truck. I think, uh, I got enough in there to get through the season, but, um, yeah, I usually order at least at least a dozen, if not more, um, for the year. And I think I've already broken two or three this year. So, um, or lose them or misplace them, whatever happened, whatever it is. So, we'll have to we'll have to keep track on the sidelines how many he goes through in the indie game. <laughs> um, ben, is there anything you want to like tell the fans? Like, what what? And maybe this is like an obvious question, but like, what can the fans look forward to on Saturday? Why? Why should people come out on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're trying to not only obviously have a great product on the field, but, um, you know, we know this might be the biggest crowd that we well, will be the biggest crowd we ever had, uh, for sure, based on trajectory and, and what we're expecting in capacity. Uh, it's going to be – we're really excited for that. So we've been trying to introduce new things and double down from an activation and experience perspective uh, – um, I mean, we'll have four food trucks at the game. I don't think we've ever done that before. Um, we got an awesome halftime show with the Minnesota Disc Dog Club, which is going to be sweet. So we're excited for that. Um, and, uh, you know, face painter, two face painters, our balloon artist, um, be shooting out a bunch of stuff out of the t-shirt cannon. Um, the undie gun from Chill Boys will be firing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, DJ, uh, I mean, all, all of it, right? Like we're, we're trying to create a party um, and doing as much as we can to maximize obviously fan experience and value. And um, uh, I don't know, we're really excited. So um, make sure to get there early parkings uh, with the, our venue. Parking is the main issue. So typically, uh, so get there early, uh, get your seat, get your spot in the beer garden. Um, it's going to be a good time. And uh, you know, our guys and coaches and leadership were, hopefully going to put on a nice show for the crowd. Um, it'll be a big celebration. We get the job done. So. Absolutely. I know we're looking forward to it. Uh, and for the listeners out there, if you would like to join me at this championship game, uh, we are doing a ticket giveaway on our Instagram. So go check that out after you listen to this podcast for those details. It's free tickets to this game. Might as well take the chance. Of course. And if not, if you don't win the tickets, head to shop.windchillultimate.com, secure your tickets. Kids 10 and under are still free for the game. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, yeah, we're excited. It's the big one and hopefully an even bigger one in a few weeks if we can uh, um, take care of business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one game, one game at a time. We'll start on Saturday, uh, August 12th. Uh, ben, it's been so great to have you on. I'm really looking forward to to hearing your thoughts on the playoffs and the game against Indy. Uh, so yeah, at this point, for for our perspective, it's kind of sit and wait. And I know you've got a lot of work to do, and the team's got a lot to do to prepare. So, you know, really appreciate having you on. Uh, we want to again thank the listeners. 
uh, go check out our Instagram page um, for the giveaway. We've got some uh, playoff articles coming out too in the next week and two week or two. Um, and you want to say this this episode is uh, presented by the R1P1 Network, doing some great uh, artwork and podcast thumbnails and everything for us there. So shout out to them. Um, we will see you all Saturday, August twelfth uh, for the Windshield Game, biggest game of the year. So come out and and say hi. Uh, in the meantime, stay chilly. <laughs>